Amen. If you have your Bibles just for a few moments today, and I know this is Easter and some of you are out of your element, uh, but I'm glad that you're here with us as a church family and with friends. Why don't you just one more time look at somebody with a great big smile and tell them you are glad again to see them in the house of the Lord. Amen. What what a day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 28. You know what I'm going to be preaching about. That's what makes it a challenge. Verse 1 said, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is not here. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about Easter promises. Amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time as you are seated. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It was the phone call that every mother dread. It was on February the 27th, 1991 at the height of Desert Storm. Ruth Dillow received a very sad message from the Pentagon. It stated simply that her son, Clayton Carpenter, private first class, had stepped on a mine in Kuwait and was dead. Ruth Dillow would later write and say, I began to weep and shake. And I cannot describe the grief and shock that swept over me. It was almost more than I could bear. For three days I wept. For three days I was angry. For three days I expressed the loss of my son. And for three days people tried to comfort me to no avail. But on the third day, after having gone through all of that, she received the message, a phone call. The voice on the other end of the line said, Mom, it's me. I'm alive. Hallelujah. Woo! Ruth Dilla said, I could not believe what I was hearing at first, but I recognized my son's voice and I realized he really was alive. The message had been a mistake. She said, I laughed, I cried, I felt like running, I felt like turning cartwheels because my son, whom I thought was dead, 
was really alive. And I am sure, she said, that others can understand my joy. That is what we celebrate Easter for, folks, is because the son that was dead is alive and he is alive forevermore. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give the Lord praise for that this morning. And the disciples understood very well what Miss Dillow had experienced because they too experienced that same kind of emotional upheaval. One day they watched their best friend and teacher being nailed to a cross. They witnessed his pain as he cried out, I thirst. They heard him as he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? They listened as he finally bowed his head and in that weakened condition said, It is finished. And they heard him as he spoke those final words, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. They watched as his body was taken down and put away and taken from the cross to be buried. And when that body was buried, their hopes and dreams were buried with him. Friday and all day Saturday they mourned until finally on the first day of the week early in the morning. The scripture said that some women came, they made their way along a path, not to see a risen Lord, but to anoint a dead loved one, wondering in their mind who would roll away the stone. But when they arrived, they found that the stone had already been rolled away. And the sepulcher was open, and the only thing there was an angel with the message, He is not here. Hallelujah. He is not here. I know what you're looking for, but you're not going to find Him in this place. You're looking in the wrong place. He's not dead, but very much alive. He is risen. That is what we celebrate this morning. The fact that he overcame death. The songwriter said the power of death could not kill him. And the gates of hell could not hold him. The the chains of the grave could not bind him. For he came forth with the keys in his hand. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The shadow of death has lost its power in that day of His appointed hour. And His name is Jesus. 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 And He was more than just a man. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I know how to worship a risen Savior this morning. We don't have a cross in this building with Christ hanging on it because that's not where He is today. He's sitting on a throne. He is royal. He is high. He is victorious over death and hell. And we worship Him this morning. And somebody said, praise God. Amen. What a transformation the resurrection made, not only for them, but for us. Tears are turned to laughter, sorrow to joy, sadness to shouts of adoration, questions to the undeniable answers, fear to faith, weeping to assurance, walking to running, worry to worship, and hopelessness into hope. What a day that resurrection was. 
The simple truth is that there were promises God had made and He intended to keep them. And the great Easter promises that speak to me from our Scripture is that Easter will roll away the sorrows from the distressed and lonely hearts. That no matter what you think about life and what you may be going through in life, Easter is one simple message. Don't be lonely anymore. And don't be distressed any longer because I am not there. I am alive forevermore. I'm so glad. I never knew words like that could encourage me. How could He is not here encourage me? It encourages me because I know He's not there. And that's why I'm here this morning to worship a living God. That's why I stand up. That's why I get excited. I'm not serving a dead God or one who is tucked away in a tomb. But my Lord is alive forevermore. And somebody said, Amen. Somebody said, Hallelujah. Heavy hearts with sorrow and loss on their mind came away rejoicing that day. The stone that they had worried so much about, He had already taken care of it. Isn't that just like the Lord? The things that we worry so much about and we stay up at night worrying over, He's already taken care of. That's what Easter promises. That if you'll put it in His hands, He can take care of it. If you'll commit it to Him, God knows how to overcome it. He knows how to get you out of it. Somebody ought to say praise God for that. Somebody ought to say thank you for that promise, God. Easter not only promises that, but it promises a refuge to those whose faith has been assaulted and even endangered. They had not gone to the tomb that morning to find Him alive. They had gone to anoint a dead body. There had already been a hundred pounds of spices put upon his body. But those women thought that's not enough. He deserves more than that. And so they came and their faith had been shaken to its core. He had died and slipped away from them. And now where were they to turn? But that morning, that morning reversed everything about their life. They went to anoint a dead body and they came away anointed with the greatest message that has ever fallen on the ears of mankind. He is not here. He is alive. He is risen. He is Lord over death and hell. He is not here. Amen. I come to say to somebody this morning who maybe has suffered a death of some kind in your own life, a death of faith or a loss of your assurance or confidence. This Easter is a promise that faith can be renewed and restored in every heart. And those that faith has been shaken by the death of a dream or the death of a loved one or the death of a relationship. The promise of Easter is there's life after death. Hallelujah. There's life after death and there's life beyond the stone. Don't worry about it. God's already got it taken care of. The third promise of Easter is that it is a reminder of the only place. Listen to me. It is a reminder of the only place you will not find him. The only place. He is not here. You'll not find him in dead places. These words, He is not here, will never apply to heaven. They will never apply to our earthly journey. They will never apply to the walks of human life. 
they will never apply to a worshiping assembly. The words he is not here will never apply to a prodigal that's walking on his way home. It will never apply to a backslider that bemoans himself. And it will never apply to the burdened soul that says, Lord, help me. He is everywhere except the grave. Quit looking for Him in dead places. Quit trying to find happiness and joy in dead places. He's not there. If you want to find Him, you're going to have to get among the living, the moving, the breathing. You're going to have to go where life is because that's where He is. And I'm so thankful this morning that He is alive. Amen. There are too many people that are seeking life among the dead. And it is impossible. Are you looking for all the right things but in all the wrong places? Lift up your eyes. Look. He's not there. The tomb is empty. But one of the greatest promises and the one that I go back to year after year and month after month in my own personal life is the promise that no matter what your failure in life is, your failure does not have to be final. I love the words when Scripture records, I believe it's Mark, he said, go and tell the disciples and Peter. Everybody say, and Peter. No matter how bad it may seem, no matter how bad you may feel, Easter is the greatest promise of assurance that your failures do not have to be final. It is the promise that whatever you have done wrong can be made right with one invitation, with one offer. You know, Easter is the greatest comeback of all times. A few years ago, Sports Illustrated decided to come up with the greatest comebacks of all time, and they had the list. I think there were ten comebacks on that list of comebacks was uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks of 2001 who had been on the brink of elimination from the World Series and somehow they had got it up and got it together and they defeated the New York Yankees uh, for the world title and the whole world was rejoicing and they thought that's that's great, that's a good accomplishment. But what were the greatest? And so they went back in history and they started researching and they said, well, you know, Muhammad Ali's comeback after being out of the ring for so many years, that's a great comeback. And they, they, they actually pinpointed a day in Elvis Presley's life when he came back from a long time of being down and forgotten. He came back to the stage and was greater than he'd ever been and they said, that's a great comeback. And they went on down the line of great things that had been accomplished. But when they got to number one, Sports Illustrated said, the greatest comeback of all time has to be the resurrection. Woo! <laughs> Ah, yeah, it looked like he was down and it looked like he was out. But even Sports Illustrated said the greatest comeback was that one on that day. That's what we get excited about. That's why we smile. That's why we rejoice. That's why we clap our hands. Hey, if he was dead and tucked away in a tomb and all we had was an image, we might have a reason to be shallow and sad and sorrowful. But we have no reason to be that this morning because he's alive. Say it with me. He's alive. Easter is for all who are broken, hurt, fearful, doubting, confused, alone, sad or beaten. With the words, he is risen. A new era breaks upon the course of time. What blessed news. What joyous tidings, what a solemn wonder that he would come again, and what a glorious triumph. Tomb, you shall not hold him longer. 
Death is strong, but life is stronger. Stronger than the dark, stronger than the dark, the light. Stronger than the wrong, the right. Faith and hope triumphant say, Christ will rise on Easter day. While the patient earth lies waiting, till the morning shall be breaking, shuddering beneath the burden dread of her master, cold and dead. Hark, she hears the angels say, Christ will rise on Easter day. And when the sunrise smites the mountains, pouring light from heavenly fountains, then the earth blooms out to greet once again the blessed feet. And her countless voices cry, Christ has risen on Easter day. I'm glad that my voice is one of the many voices. And the reason that we are here this morning is to lift up our voice and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the promises kept. Thank you for not failing in your mission. Because now my life is better. My life is blessed and my life has possibility and potential because He lives. Somebody stand with me right now and let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise and an ovation for what He accomplished at that wonderful resurrection morning. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Doesn't matter how bad life gets. If you can somehow get back to that resurrection story, there's all kind of promises tucked away, all kind of assurances that God makes to you and I. I'm going to bring it down to all of us today. I, I know that some of you are not members here. This is not your home church, and so I'm not going to put anybody on the spot. But I know that I came today to talk to somebody that is going through some things in your life. And maybe maybe faith has died. Maybe you, you don't believe in anything anymore. Maybe you don't even believe that there is a God or you care that there's anything about God. But something can happen. And I believe something can take place in this building right now that can transform that heart and turn the mind back toward God. God can revive a slagging faith. He can shore up hands that are hanging down. I want you just to bow your heads and I want you to reach over and take somebody by the hand that's next to you right now and we're going to pray. Father, this is the most important time of this service. This is not about us. It's not about what we can or cannot do. It's not about my persuasiveness, Lord. It's not about the carefulness of my words or the crafting of my sermon. This is about you, Lord. It's about what you accomplished on that resurrection morning. Not just for them, but for us, for all of us. What you did for all mankind. You rolled the burden of fear away. You rolled the burden of doubt away. You rolled the burden of of questions unanswerable away. You rolled away all of the stones, Lord, that prohibit us from seeing your glory. Lord, you, you, you lift the heart that's, that's hanging today in a balance. You lift the heart of that one who is disturbed and distraught. 
not knowing which way to turn and not knowing what to do with their life. Lord, today would be a great day for one of them to realize that You're able to restore that lost faith. Lord, somewhere here today in this building, somebody came feeling like they had perhaps sinned away or they've made too many mistakes to make it right. They've made too many wrong turns and they've made too many bad choices. God, I want to tell that person that the only place you will not find God is in a dead place. You may be in a broken place today, but He'll be there too. You may even be in hell, but the Scripture said that even in hell, He was there. You may be in the most horrible of situations today, but God is there. And He's reaching out to you this morning, saying, come on, let's live. Let's live. Let's live. Let's live. God, I pray right now that Your hand of mercy would touch that heart that one Lord that's in this building that came this Easter Sunday out of obligation. They came because somebody asked them. They came because they were forced to come. There were people around the cross that were there because they were forced to, but somehow being there made a difference in their life. God, I pray that something can happen right now in the hearts of some soul, someone today struggling to find their own identity find their own place, that you would draw them right now. Amen. Church family, would you do me a favor and yourself a favor? Let's close service today at the altar. I invite everybody, guests and all, we're not going to do anything to you. We're not going to pull any pranks. Just come and gather here as we close this service. Would you do that very quickly? Hallelujah. Oh, yes, the Lord is in this place right now. The presence of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.